Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to What? That Old Queen, a candid and adult take on queer life quandaries at a certain age. So please listen at your own discretion. Presented by Bernie and Tommy, their views are their own and in no way reflect those of any service you may hear this program on. Now, let your ears be upstanding for the <coughs> old queens. Hi, Bernie Headboy. <laughs> Have I told you I was Headboy? Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm finding more and more about you. There's, mo- there's so many layers to peel off. Um, but I was quite excited when you told me you were Headboy. I was. I was the Headboy. Yeah. I mean, it was quite easy to be Headboy at my school. It was rough as fuck, to be honest. So uh, you, you just have to keep your nose clean. I actually don't think that I came into any contact with head boys in my school. And now you're in contact with a head boy all the time. Yeah, I know. Lucky me. <laughs> and we, uh, we're doing a very special Pride show for Bristol Online Pride. And we have Mr. Pride himself, Darren Carter, with us. Oh, hi. Hi. Great to be here. How are you doing? I'm good. I never knew you were a head boy either. Um, no, I don't tell everyone that. Mm, uh, well, you, you just have. <laughs> but now that you know, you can kind of tell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could understand why he spanks me when I'm naughty now. Uh, definitely. And um, yeah, uh, tell you not to run in the corridors. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope we've all washed our hands. Yes. Uh, yeah, because we're, st- we're obviously still in... I some... mean, this room is covered with hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, and so am I. <laughs> I literally showered in it. <laughs> <laughs> so how's how's the break been for you? Yeah, because we've had a bit of a break. I've I don't feel like I've had a break at all. Really, this week has just been so madly hectic, and still performing bits and pieces online. Mm. Um, I got a bit overexcited last night and drunk too many glasses of white wine. So now I'm drinking more white wine to try and make me feel normal again. Well, it's hair of the dog, isn't it? Uh, and how about you, Darren? You've probably been really busy with yeah. online pride. Yeah, it's right? been really busy, kind of getting everything ready for. It all starts well. We're kind of when this goes out, we'll be in week two of 
the show. So kind of lots of stuff going on, lots to get ready. Um, but yeah, there's been lots of new skills to learn. So kind of trying to get all that. Well, together. yeah, we've all had to, well, I've had to buy shitloads of new equipment just to do everything remotely. Um, but yeah, well, well, tell us about what, what have you had to learn for Lockdown Pride? Um, I guess just maybe being a bit of a techno Luddite, you know, I know my way around things and can make websites and do stuff, but just this whole online streaming and mm. you know, how to make stuff work and make sure it's going to be really engaging for people and how to do it on Facebook, how to do it on YouTube and different channels and Great. what's going to look good on screen and get stuff recorded. So having to kind of talk artists through like exactly how we need the footage done and yeah. don't stand in front of that window and do it in landscape mode and all, all this stuff. So it's just been kind of, yeah, getting all that together and having to then communicate that. <laughs> it's been quite challenging. I do new- like it when like a performer or, or someone that's just delivering some sort of topic on on a zoom call or online stands right in front of a window because they look like a crime reconstruction like like a, a criminal that is trying to erase their identity <laughs> uh, got any criminals erasing their identity I, no i think we've managed to get away with it yeah okay all right yeah <laughs> we've all managed to get away with it um uh so, far. so oh, well we've got a few we've got a couple of features and you'll uh, Feel free to interject whenever you need to, uh, Darren. But we'll come on to um, more about Bristol Pride 2020 all online, um, which, I mean, our podcast goes out over the all over the world. So all of our listeners can enjoy it, right? Because it's right. online. Yeah, that, and that is the most amazing thing this year, I think, is that we, you know, we're going to go global. You know, we've got the opportunity to share Bristol Pride with the world and anyone can tune in from wherever they are. Great. And we're a part of that and it's really exciting. Anyway, Tommy, what have, what have you got for us this well, week? Usually I do something called What That Really Old Queen, mm. which is some sort of like place homage to some kind of queer um, hero in um, history. Yeah. We've gone quite far back. Yeah. But this time I thought I'd do something different. Um, it's not really a hero. Right. It's um, an anti-hero. Right. What's an anti-hero? That means like someone that's yeah, sort well, of a bit of a hero, but the, yeah. the, the human. Yeah, it's not even that. I would. Say. They're not entirely good. Not entirely good. No, I would say this person is a bit evil. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's it's pretty Patel. Okay. Uh, is she a bad gay? Well, it's just that she's sort of done a slight um, U-turn for uh, for gay men, particularly with. Um, with with the sort of move to make poppers use not um, illegal, which was which was up, which was was what it was going to be up for. Yeah. Um. So Pretty Patel is uh, we I think we know is the Home Secretary. Yes. Um. Like has quite a nasty reputation. Um. She's been accused of bullying people in her office. Um. And also her parents were immigrants and. She's like very harsh on uh, migration, and when I think of Priti Patel, you know, because we're a similar age actually, mm. and she grew up in Thatcher's Britain, and she totally is totally inspired by Thatcher. I think you can sort right. of see that in her very makeup. Really, um, she makes and- herself up like. 
Margaret no, Thatcher. That would be weird. <laughs> um, I might actually quite like that. She could do Margaret Thatcher drag for us while sniffing poppers. It's an idea. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Um, and she's worked under David Cameron. Uh, she's worked under, um, well, she's working under Boris at the moment. And she also worked under Theresa May, mm. who's, you know, who we know is the naughtiest thing that she did was a run through a, a field of corn. Um, <laughs> I mean, who could forget that? Um, is that really the naughtiest thing that she's ever done? Well, I don't believe it. Apparently. But Theresa was put in through a bill to, um, to criminalise any kind of um, legal high. Right. And that includes poppers in the mix. Um, uh, but then Crispin Blake, who's a Tory, um, stood up in the House of Commons and made a very impassioned speech, okay. which I'm going to quickly read to you um, because it... It did amuse me. And he says, there are some things, um, there are some times when something is proposed that becomes personal to you and you realise the government is going to do something fantastically stupid. And I think in those circumstances, one has the duty to speak up. I use poppers. I out myself as a poppers users and would be directly affected by its legalisation. Which sort of begs the question, like, why has he chosen to stand up on this issue when all these other issues have gone <laughs> through Parliament, you know, that completely, um, you know, have detrimental effects on LGBTQ plus people's lives. But poppers, he's going to make a stand. He's an avid user, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. You know, he likes that poppers high. I mean, who doesn't? Oh yeah. So, so that was put into place. He made that he made that impassioned speech in 2016. Um but now Pretty has sort of um re-looked at this because it hasn't been put through because I don't know, but there are a few other things going on at the moment. <laughs> Just apparently. a few. <laughs> like Non-poppers related. Yeah. Non-poppers related <laughs> issues. Um and because poppers doesn't have any direct psychotic um effects um pretty is looking into that and um and poppers is going to maintain its uh, legal status so we can all have a good sniff <laughs> um and i've been listening to these programs particularly the one on uh, i love um you and yours on radio four it's so you know it's so radio four <laughs> and they're talking about like what exactly is poppers and how do people use it and stuff like this <laughs> and there was an interview with um this poppers manufacturer in wakefield or somewhere um this man that mm. actually used to run a gay nightclub in wakefield and he said you know they asked him how did he get into it and he said that like the, the gays were turning up at the nightclub with their sort of home home potions of poppers that they'd made himself he thought this could be a bit of a um bit of a money spinner yeah how do you make your own poppers I don't know. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to put a recipe up on our website. I mean... <laughs> with a disclaimer. I mean, I've sniffed poppers, but I didn't swallow. How about you? Well, it, 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 when I was thinking of this, I was actually thinking of the night. And you, you can take this out, Bernie, if you want. But it was so... I, m me and Bernie and our friend um, 
Rob went out uh, to socially distanced drinks last week yeah. and we just got a bit carried away and something about the three of us together always reminds me of um, the TV show Last of the Summer Wine. <laughs> 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 These three gay men walking around Old Market getting up to mischief and we ended up dancing around my flat um, maintaining a good distance, I think. Obviously. Um, and sniffing poppers, drinking white wine, dancing to... Um, Madonna. Madonna. We were voguing. Yeah. And didn't realise what was going on. My neighbour is at the front door, a, a neighbour that I've never seen in my life, and he just looks into the room and says... It looks like you're having a really fun time, but would you mind closing the door? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I also have to add, this guy looked like he was in his 20s and he's suddenly confronted with three middle-aged men Mm. all acting like they're in their 20s. (laughs) So, yeah. Last of the Summer Poppers. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should rename this uh, podcast. Um, um, Darren, poppers, yay or nay? Oh, um, I'm going to have to say nay. I'm afraid. Nay. They, like, literally, they just give me an instant agonising headache. So even mm. if someone's on a dance floor doing them, the smell just gives me a really bad headache. Really? So there's no enjoyment there for me. Um, well, I have a room odoriser which is just wafting poppers right yeah. now, but you seem to be fine. So. Yeah. Well, there we are. <laughs> he is looking very relaxed. Yeah, I think we're all quite relaxed. Mm. Um, great. Well, um, as we're talking about poppers, shall we have a game of Kink My Bluff? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no poppers are involved in this game, but uh, let's play the little jingle. Um Well, for this very special Pride episode of What That Old Queen and Kink My Bluff, uh, I have nothing Pride-related. Anyway, (laughs) so I'm going to give you both a word, and you need to decide whether it's a kink or not a kink, or a kink or a bluff, okay? Is this a competition? I mean, we could do points if, if you're feeling competitive. No, I'm never competitive, but okay. I'd like to know if it is or not. Well, it could be, but we're not, we're not that competitive here. But let, let's see. So the first word, are you ready? Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> is axilism. Axilism. <laughs> Can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking you to spell it. Because <laughs> uh, neither me or Tommy ooh. can spell it. So is it... The act of using an armpit for sex, as in you would thrust your penis into it? Or is it a condition where the axillary nerve is damaged and causes pain to the deltoid or lack of sensation to the shoulder area? I've never thrust my penis into an armpit. Well, me neither. I mean, most of these kinks, nobody, well, we've never done. You know, it's an eye opener for Until all of us. Tonight. Until tonight. Until tonight. Until later. <laughs> you know, I thought that, and I mean, an armpit is an erogenous zone, and I would yes. concur with that. Yeah. And I've enjoyed an armpit or two in mm. my time. Yeah. 
But not with your penis. No. No. So uh, do, you, do you reckon it's a kink? Or I, a bluff? I'm going to say it's a kink. Okay. Well, Darren, what do you think? What's your thinking behind this? Behind it. So I feel like there's an, you said it was an ism at the end. Axilism. Uh, ism. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it's maybe doing something. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe it is a kink. You think it is yeah. the kink? Yeah. I can confirm it is a kink. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So we have to go and Google that one later, right? Well, it's really weird. Some of these kinks have really kind of technical names, don't they? Yeah. Sometimes, oh. in order to know more about something, you actually physically need to do it. <sighs> right. And again, I think it, we should do this after the record rather than during. <laughs> I wonder, like, that, there must be like so many levels to that because, like, you know, is it, is it the hairy armpit? What if someone's shaved and they're a bit stubbly? Ow, oh, that's going to hurt. Well, um, in the book that I got this from, <laughs> <laughs> in my coffee table book of kinks, <laughs> yeah, there's there's something erogenous about um, the armpit and hair on the armpit, and for men and women, you know, so it's not it's not just a gay thing. Um, it's just a kink. But it, yeah, it's used in the S&M world as a thing. So there you go. Anyway, should we go for the next next word? You ready? Yeah. yeah. Dacryphilia. Dacryphilia. Is it an infection of the lacrimal sac due to a blockage, which is decrimal sac is in your eye, oh. for those of you who aren't doctors, or... Is it people who get aroused when they see tears in their sexual partner's eyes? Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that one. That cry philia. Cry baby. Oh. I couldn't bear to see, like, I just, that's the worst thing for me is to see a partner crying. I was like, Can, just stop. I can't bear to look at you. But it is a thing where, you know, some people, you know, get turned on by things like that don't they like if someone's in distress because they comfort them and then they maybe get aroused but like breakup sex yeah yeah Break, well make up sex yeah they? or is it the infection of the lacrimal sac <laughs> due to a blockage i think i've ever had an infected sac have you <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few times. <laughs> um, so what, what do you think? Is it kink or a bluff? I'm going to say it's a kink. You, you're going to say it's a kink? Yeah, I'm going to agree with that oh, one. God. Again, like the, the wording. Mm. Yeah. I can confirm it is a kink. Right. Yeah. We're like, doing very well I'm here. not bluffing any of you today, am I? So final word, eulotrichos. Eulotrichos. I mean, that sounds like a kink to me as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it is. If someone is this, do they use stinging nettles to stimulate their skin during sex or a sex game? Or is it someone with woolly, very curly hair? If you were eulotricious or are eulotricious, are you stinging yourself with stinging nettles for sexual pleasure? Or do you just have woolly, very curly hair? I'm going to go to Darren first. Okay. What do you mm. think? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sourcing the origins of those words. My Latin is not so great. Um, have you got a doctorate? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought when you said, for those of you who aren't doctors, I thought you were just directing that at me. No, that's just... <laughs> I'm not a do- I don't have a doctorate either. <laughs> so, no, I just meant the audience. Because <laughs> I'm sure lots of doctors listen to this, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for bluff. So you you think it's the curly hair? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Luscious curly hair. You okay. Luscious, luscious. Not, not a kink. Not a kink. It's not, it's eulotricious. Mm. That's the word. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to say I, it's I, a kink. You're going to say it's a kink. Oh, there we are. So good, isn't it? it is. It's a bluff. Really? Darren is right. Darren's won. Darren wins. Yes. <laughs> Well, it is Pride, and he is Mr. Pride. We had to let him win, right? Yeah, otherwise I'm storming out right now. (laughs) I think there is maybe like people that do enjoy some stingy nettle fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is definitely a thing. I just haven't written down what the word is. I relate to that. There is a sort of there is a pleasure in that sensation in some weird way. Yeah, because it's not like the worst sting in the world, is it? It's just kind of a slight sting. So I imagine if you like a bit of pain, right? Yeah, but, you know, people are into that, aren't they? Uh, Darren, let's talk about online pride okay. this year. Mm. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going down? So, there's so much going on. Um, it's been, yeah, it's been quite incredible, really. Um, and obviously quite a journey to get here. But I think, you know, the idea behind it was that we wanted to still bring pride to, to everyone. Yeah. And pride is important. And I think we're all feeling that extra isolation at the moment. So to... Yeah, to put Pride on was something that we really, really uh, wanted to make happen. Yeah. So we've got over 22 events happening across a two-week period. So as I say, we're kind of in week two now. Okay. Um, and yeah, we just kind of looked at some of our favorite events from Pride. So things like our dog show, um, Fear Tonight, comedy, all moving online. And part of that process was looking at what we'd already booked and booked in so like our theater is just an incredible piece that was we were going to bring down to bristol in july they were at edinburgh fringe last year and it tells the story of three women from trinidad and tobago who are proud caribbean women but are also queer and you know the challenges that they face celebrating their identity and it's set at a you know at carnival Mm. um, and how you celebrate your identity but also kind of across those two different areas which sometimes are not that well mixed with each other yeah um so we actually commissioned that to to be made into a film Um, and that's been recorded uh over the last couple of weeks socially distanced of course and that's been great to do so we've we've got that um and then yeah just so many events i don't know it's just so much going on what Um, are the highlights that are coming up in the second week because obviously our listeners are listening on the 6th of september yeah so what can they look forward to yeah so we've got um our comedy night as i mentioned that's coming up uh so where are they happening are they happening on youtube or are they on zoom or yeah so everything will be on our youtube channel uh, as well as on facebook live and some of them will also be kind of going out on Instagram Live as well if they're kind of short enough to do that. Um, yeah, so we've just got our YouTube channel, which is Bristol Pride Festival. And you can go and hit subscribe to get notifications when we release new videos or just go on there to find stuff at the right time. Or, yeah, just hit, you know, go over to our Facebook page and uh, hit like. And whenever we go live, you'll get a notification of that. Um, so that's going to be, 
yeah, making it all really accessible and it's all everything's free this year. So, um, you know, there's no paywalls to kind of see anything. And again, that was part of our ethos of keeping Pride accessible. And whilst we're all feeling the pinch of lockdown, but also the isolation of lockdown, having stuff you can just go and tune into and enjoy was really important to us. Um, so, yeah, so comedies on Thursday. Um, and that's got Hannah Brackenbury. We've got the Quimprov players uh, doing some improvisation. We've got Jade Adams, Mawan Rizwan. I love Jade people. Adams. Yeah, it, mm. she's been amazing, especially at, during lockdown. She's done like. She's been working hard on Instagram. Yeah. And then on Friday, which is like Pride Eve, um, so that's Friday the 11th, we've got uh, a fantastic event with Kiki Bristol. And they're teaming up with three different uh, organisations that look after queer, trans, intersex people of colour in Brighton, Manchester and Cardiff to come together to have an intercity gathering following the events of the summer and the Black Lives Movement to talk about the challenges faced by the, you know, the Black and Asian LGBT plus community and also the opportunities that are there, um, you know, to take this momentum and take something positive out of everything that's happened this year and drive it forward so that's going to be something really special so i recommend kind of tuning into that because you'll be able to hear more and, and find out how you can help and support and elevate voices um, and then on saturday the 12th we've got a virtual pride day and that is everything that you would have expected on pride day so we've got a virtual parade and Amazing. we'll be recording videos and, and getting photos sent in from members of the public to edit into a lovely uh, parade uh, montage that's going to be you can play will that. you be um doing one of your amazing speeches because the last time i saw darren was at the solidarity with the lgbtq people of um poland mm. and i thought your speech was just so oh. on point that day Thanks. it was just a brilliant moving event it was yeah and uh, yeah i remember seeing you from the from the distance yeah i think it's just really important to kind of lend our voices and you know talking about the event with kiki it's about helping elevate other members of our community mm. and you know hearing what's happening in poland was just horrifying That's like i genuinely cool, yeah. i can't imagine what it must be like mm. to be there at the moment and and live through all this but the one positive i took away was that martin and the, uh, some of the other members who had organized it have been able to find each other mm. through this event and actually found other queer polish people in bristol to form a network and the, and so through this hatred they've they found something amazing which is each other mm. and can build something and i think that's part of the, almost like the you know the joy of pride isn't it it's totally kind of, yeah you kind of you have that opportunity and i think that's why the virtual parade was so important to us because in it and i've watched some of it already and i'm just kind of starting to well up a little bit because it's that representation on the screen that we don't often see that much and in perhaps if you're a white gay man you might see it more often in the soaps and television but actually for all the other identities out there and people that exist within our community the marginalized within our own marginalized community it's important for them to see their representation i think i'm hoping that you know we've managed to convey some of that across during yeah you want to see your own story reflected back at you yeah in some way so it helps yeah. create meaning to your own life totally and you um so we've got a familiar face introducing that day as well yes Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, Boogaloo Stew will be hosting and comparing the festival. Who's been one of our guests. Yeah. Um, and he's been kind of, you know, ho hosting Bristol Pride since the start, I think, way back in 2010. 
pretty much yeah uh, yeah every year. so it's gonna be great and, and it's really nice because basically i've sent him a list of all the artists that are performing across the day I've got over 40 acts performing wow either you know new at-home lockdown performances from their beds and kitchens and places it's in front a, of a window but also don't some, perform in front of your window yeah, right oh, how many shit. times do you have to tell you unless you're in that curtains <laughs> wow. um and then, but also we've got some archive footage being released as well. So, you know, Mel C from last year with Sync the Pink. Oh, amazing. It's an incredible set. So we wanted to share that again. And very kindly, she's given us permission to do that. But also Alexandra Burke from 2018. Oh, I love Alexandra Burke. And, she, she, and again, just watching that set back, it was an amazing performance. But if, if those of you know, your listeners might remember, that was a very busy year. That was our last year down at the amphitheatre. And, uh, you know, we had... A limited capacity yeah which was the whole of the well not even the whole of the parade so as soon as the parade came in we were full i think i couldn't <laughs> get in that that year i yeah. couldn't actually get into the actual so now you'll be able to watch alexandra burke's performance well yeah i missed it yeah. so yeah mm. i'm gonna watch it again yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i think you know that's going to be really great so yeah we've got a whole day of pride performances i say over 40 acts from all our different stages so we've got the main stage cabaret stage our dance stage the dancers have been sending in performances and our new stage this year which we've kind of given up to kind of local lgbt plus talent and uh, cosmic ninja who were you know very big in bristol they headlined that stage last year so we invited them back to to kind of give us a little vignette excitement for that for that leather vignette a leather a leather vignette oh you love a vignette sorry (laughs) Um, that's amazing i I mean i'm really looking forward to it i think we can all sink our teeth into that um where we're going to continue on a pride theme because we've got um a few uh, I've got, we're feeling proud, but I'm well. I can see it from here, Tommy. So, <laughs> um, yes, we're feeling very proud today, and we're going to take a little break now, and we will be back after this to talk a little bit about Pride and do some Queens of Agony. If you're enjoying what that old Queen, please share our episodes on social media and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on. If you can write a review, that would also help expand our audience too. We don't have any advertising or sponsorship, so if you can contribute to our Patreon account or help us by buying some merch, the links are in the episode description below or on our website, thatoldqueen.com. Thank you for your continued Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Right, so we're back. After our break, and Darren from Pride is still here. Tommy's still here. I'm still here, obviously. And I was, because we do some historical stuff. So we do What That Really Old Queen, and we do What That Really Old Kink, and look into the historical queer history, really, LGBTQ plus history. And I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole because I was trying to see, because obviously we know about Stonewall, and it was the 50 years um, last year or the year before of Stonewall, but then the 50 Years of Pride last last year in America. And it's coming up for 50 years in the UK. But yeah, so I was looking into this and I found... There's a documentary by a director, John Scagliotti, <laughs> who made a documentary in the 70s before Stonewall. And Is it on Netflix? It's not on Netflix and it's not because I, I found it on an internet search i couldn't find it anywhere but it is on itunes so i'll put the link in the description below which delved into lgbtq history but at that time in the 70s when he made this documentary he couldn't find anything beyond the 1920s because we kind of been eradicated and erased from history i uh, find that hard to believe though i mean we all know about molly houses we do now, but I think that's because of the advent of the internet and the fact that a lot more of our history isn't being suppressed because we're more accepted, certainly in this country. And so it's coming more to the forefront, but it's all been kind of hidden away. And, and some stuff was actually completely erased and had to be hidden by secret societies and... Um, you know, you know, they they would hide books away because it was being changed or erased. I mean, from they history. would burn books and publications, wouldn't they? Yeah. And also because it's gay stuff, which was illegal, it was all very underground as well. Whereas, because it's becoming more accepted, it's 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 coming out now. Anyway, he met, so he made another documentary, which I'm delving into before I've even announced it, which in 2017 which is available on iTunes and it's called Before Homosexuals because I think one of the reasons why he made Before Stonewall is because people thought gays didn't exist before Stonewall. So, but they did. And, and we've delved into that uh, a lot in our podcast, but they cover loads of ground in this documentary. So I advise anyone to go and watch it. But yeah, they're... they're because of all these records coming to light and uh, we're getting to know more about Greco-Roman times. Um, I mean, there's, there's, 
stories from the Bible which have been heterosexualized when it was actually there was there was a love between gay men in like the Old Testament um, and things uh, like. I mean, the Last Supper <laughs> to me just looks like a, you know a scene from Pride. <laughs> I mean, only gays could put on a spread like that, right? Yeah. And they're definitely going to turn water into wine somehow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they actually spoke about same-sex lovers. I mean, there's like Zeus um, fell in love with a young boy. And there's all of those stories, which, which we've, we've gone into a lot in this podcast in the past. And they were historically quite commonplace because there's a lot of indigenous people um, like in pagan times, but also the indigenous cultures of mm. South America and Africa, where it didn't really matter if you were gay or not. They didn't really have they didn't really have a word for it. It was just something that happened. It's a, it's a completely natural it's thing. Just a, I think the thing is about history, and I've said this before, is like it didn't have that sense of identity then. So you wouldn't no one would identify as being gay or lesbian because it didn't exist. It was just like that you might have sex with a man. Well, but it, yeah, exactly. It was just seen as another thing that you did as part of your culture. It wasn't like a separate thing. And it wasn't until kind of religion came along and the church kind of inserted some of these kind of rules into their doctrine, which made though things which were acceptable before in pagan times kind of unacceptable and therefore society it was frowned upon in society i mean there's lots of greek roman chinese renaissance tales of homosexuality but it was all kind of shunned because of political and religious reasons Mm. um and also in the middle ages we were used as a scapegoat for everything that went wrong because it was a sin against God and so they would actually execute people for being sodomites because it said so in the Bible. Colonialism later on said it was wrong. I like, I've got this amazing book called The Medieval Body and it talks about like the medieval's version of of how they view gender Mm. and it's something like if the woman was pregnant she and she was living in a sort of cold, damp space, then she'd be more likely to have a, um, a female child. Right. And if it was a, in a dry, hot space, it would be a man. It's just really curious, like, the way that they had these ideas yeah. around the body and gender but there's and lots, the environment. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it is gender-related, but it was kind of... There was... Like, gay marriage in Egyptian times, in Chinese cultures. A lot of the emperors had same-sex lovers in China, which is all swept under the rug. The it's rug? Seeing... <laughs> never, I've never been in a rug before. <laughs> Carpet, maybe. We've got a dance floor here. <laughs> well, I'm, go- I'm looking forward to be swept under that later. <laughs> in fact, I rolled you out from that like Cleopatra earlier. <laughs> but it's interesting how we were used as scapegoats as a sin against God, because that's... And that was happening in the Middle Ages, and it's still, still happening, happening now. now. Well, I'm sure we're being blamed for the hurricane in America at the moment. You well, know. yeah, uh, religious zealots are blaming us for that, probably. But also this whole thing with Russia and 
Poland, which is happening, and other Eastern European countries, and you know, around the world, where we're being used as scapegoats for stuff because it's it's seen as something unnatural when it actually is perfectly natural. This documentary goes into how they found genes for lesbianism, genes, genes like DNA. Oh right, <laughs> not lesbian genes, not, not blue genes, not a pair of genes that a lesbian's had. <laughs> But for for lesbianism, being gay, being bi, being heterosexual, there's they've found all of these biological reasons for that. They've actually found these genes in ancient remains of Neanderthal men. So it means that there were gay people in Neanderthal times because it was perfectly natural. I just got this idea of a shop in my head that's selling lesbian genes. <laughs> I wonder what they look like. <laughs> just like normal genes, I think. Do you reckon? We well, of course they would. <laughs> but yeah it's really interesting how kind of history repeats itself and we feel yeah we think we've progressed from medieval times but actually Mm. we really haven't and actually that book that i was talking about that medieval bodies book like some of these ideas they seem quite outlandish but they are being adopted in new waves of thinking about certain things yeah the thing is, it's kind of we almost talk about like two steps forward, two steps back, because you think about the, you know, we think great progress is being made, but then things like what's happening in Poland will happen and the rise of the far right across Europe, uh, yeah. and then obviously in America as well, you know, bringing this all back. And it was really interesting that uh, someone I spoke to at the, the protest, you know, said, this is not, it's not the Poland that I recognise, you know, I didn't grow up in a Poland like this, like... It, it was so much more open and free and all of a sudden now it's becoming filled with hate and and it's interesting how kind of this happened in the second world war with the nazis and the holocaust i mean that's another thing which was not spoken about for so many years that how many gay people died in those concentration camps uh and that happened in poland it's like if you not learned from this you know but it's interesting how we're used as a scapegoat for stuff or we're seen as something less than everybody else because we're different as you know i think it was one of the things that i've always you know when i went to holocaust memorial days and kind of heard about things like you know the lgbt people when they shut down the concentration camps they were kept back because it was still illegal yeah um so yeah it's just horrific and that's kind of a story which is still not really yeah. told to this day. And this is why I think pride is important. Because it's important that we're seen and that we express our freedom if we have it in the countries that we have. For those that still don't have it, or those people that have been repressed in the past or executed in the past, I think this is why we need to celebrate pride. And when when people say, even gay people, LGBTQ plus people say, oh, why have we still got pride? I think you need to look at the history and you need to look at what's going on in the world. And this is why we need pride. Um, And there was a really lovely quote in this film by a sexual idealist who was obviously gay in the 19th century called, uh, I'm probably not pronouncing this right. Just go for it. (laughs) Kafafi. I think if you just do it with conviction, it's going to bother. It's called Kafafi and it's called The Brigade of Pleasure. And this... This was before there was ever a pride, but it just kind of sums pride up. And I want Tommy to read the quote. In what accent? 
<laughs> in your in your own accent, in a pride accent. Okay. Don't speak of guilt. Don't speak of responsibility. When the brigade of pleasure passes with music and with flags, with a sense of shiver and tremble, it's wrong and disrespectful to stay distant. All the laws of morality, badly though out, badly applied, are nothing, and can't even stand for a second when the brigade of pleasure passes with music and with flags. Which I think just oh, sums pride that's up, That's right? a pride, isn't it? Uh, it's yeah. pride. <laughs> got music, you've got flags, you've got pride. <laughs> Do you think if you were born in a different period, you would be a different... You would be a sexual revolutionary. Oh God, I don't know. Maybe I'd hope so. I'd like to think I would be, but it was probably quite dangerous to be mm. a sexual revolutionary in so many times. How about you, Darren? Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to think that I'd be able to stand up for other people still and kind of want to live in a world where I could be myself and be happy. And I think that's what we all want, isn't it? So yeah. if you've got to stand up and try and change how things are working then maybe that's what you do. It's really interesting, isn't it, to kind of find these stories. And you were talking about the film, and I was like, casting, I was like it's bringing memories back, but um, it wasn't that film. We showed Real in a Closet uh, mm. back in 2015, and that was very similar. That was kind of like all those home movies that were filmed like in, you know, in the 70s and stuff, and, all, and, and before, all hushed up and hidden away. And it's just incredible. You know, these people existed. But I oh, did you see any of Bernie and me? <laughs> um, I think they were all of you, actually. Yeah. Um, when I was doing this um, LGBT history project around like people in Bristol, older peoples and their memories, mm. this one guy kept talking about this film called Boys in the Sand. And it was such a brilliant <laughs> name, Boys in the Sand. And I've, there's a little bit that I've seen on YouTube. It's like a very erotic porn film. Filmed in the dunes. Yeah, yeah. but sort of quite... 19, like early 1960s, I think. I mean, the film is interesting because it, it says that like gay culture kind of invented sexology in a way because, because it was so repressed. And, uh, but we were using new technology when photographs came along um, mm. just to be able to experience our sexuality, but in an underground way. So you people would pass around photographs and... Well, it's just grinder, really, you know. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. When I've heard those stories about men passing around photographs and, uh, like, hard copies in the 60s, it's just like swapping pics on grinder, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Uh, but there's a, the, apparently there was a whole section of the Kama Sutra which was dedicated to same-sex couples, which was edited out. Because in the part in the ancient past, it didn't matter, but as things kind of progressed, it did. So they edited it out of the Kama Sutra, which is crazy. And that I that's, feel like that's an art project that we need to deliver. <laughs> Maybe it is rewriting it or re, well, find well, rediscovering I do the illustration. The joy of sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm hairy enough for that. So. <laughs> But the, I, think I love just doodling people having sex while yeah. I'm doing while I'm on the Zoom call. Well, uh, whether they want you to or not. I'm really offended that I haven't had a sketch yet. You haven't sketched me. Well, I'm happy to. Well, great. 
when do you want me to pose? Because I've been putting these pictures of... They're actually mostly lovers on my kitchen cabinet, but I've changed it now, and it's all Matisse-inspired works. But oh. I'm, I can go back. What would I be? Picasso-inspired? Um, just looking at you now. <laughs> I think you'd be more Van Gogh. <laughs> Van Gogh, yeah, of oh, course. Van Gogh. Is it Van Gogh? <laughs> a bit of a Dali, if you ask me. <laughs> so, no, no. Thanks, Darren. Okay, right, that's enough of that, I think. <laughs> we will do some Queens of Agony. You re- Darren, are you willing to stay on board yeah, to answer some quandaries from our listeners? Okay, great. I'm going to do a big gong. And we have some interesting ones. One question of which is kind of related to something we've been talking about, Ooh. which I wasn't going to include, but as we've been in, been talking about it, I am going to include it. Um, but anyway, here's the first question. Dear old queens and Darren, obviously, how do you get over a crush when they're not gay? So I've had a crush on a super cute friend of mine but deep down, I know he's not gay, especially since I asked. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just keep finding it really depressing to hang, hang out around him. And he's super nice to me and r- a really good friend. But him treating me nicely just makes me more sad that he doesn't feel the same way as I do. So I'm in a terrible situation where I don't want to spend time around him because it's torturous. Yet I still really care about him. I don't want to ruin our friendship. What do you think I should do? FYI, I am out. I didn't think you weren't. Uh, Not me, the listener. (laughs) (laughs) No, listen, I'm going to say something initially. Like, I didn't know why they prefaced that with that, like, how do you get over with a crush when they're they're not gay? It's the same. There's no difference, is there? No, because, uh, yeah, if, if someone else is gay someone. and they're not... Yeah. It's not like you have a crush on someone that's gay and they're yeah. automatically going to deliver. Yeah, I mean, that's a very kind of hetero attitude towards gayness, isn't it? It's that like, when they say, oh, you should meet my friends, you get on so well. And they're, they're literally n- not like your type whatsoever. You would not get on with them. Yeah, that happens a lot, doesn't it? I, do, I don't know. Yeah, it's about... Get, I think it is just about getting over a crush. Mm. who either doesn't fancy you whether they're gay or not i think the answer is get a new crush That's the, yeah i kind of agree you could have get someone else to kind of Do you know take your mind off it that right? song isn't it is it uh it's just a little, a little crush who also played at pride well yes oh yeah that year i was there i was backstage um yeah was that 2017 Jennifer Page. Jennifer Page, yeah. That song. Yeah, Yeah, she did it really well. Was was the... This is... Okay, this is what I'm going to ask now. Is the answer to this person's problem entwined in the lyrics of that song? Yeah. It's just a little crush. It's just... Exactly. So... It's just a little crush. Vanilla skies and white picket fences in their eyes. Yeah. Just get over it. No, I think, yeah, get a new crush. Get out there, find a new crush. But also maybe just take those enjoyment and memories of, of your friend and just go home and beat yourself off and have a great time. And <laughs> <laughs> like, there you go. You've got to get, get it out of your system at home. 
I think then, I think this is the thing which happens a lot. Um, obviously, I can only speak for the gay world because I'm a gay man, but maybe happens in the rest of the LGBTQ plus community, um, where lines get slightly blurred with friendships because. Uh, and I know it's happened to me because I care a lot about someone uh, as a friend, and if they're the if they're the same sex as me, and because I'm gay, sometimes I question whether I fancy them or not, or am I in love with the? I am. In, the thing is, is you can love someone, but it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual. And I think those lines sometimes get blurred, and it's sometimes confusing for gay people because when it's the same sex kind of friendship because th- those feelings are the same but different do you know do you know what i mean do you kind of understand what i'm saying and i think there's often another complication as well i don't know bernie if you think this but when you know because we're older and then we i develop these friendships with much younger people and then you're sort of like you're feeling a bit maternal to them mm. and then you've got that extra layer and you're like Am I, am I your lover? I'm your parent. Am I your friend? It's just like it's just very overwhelming. Yeah. What are you? A combination of all three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you What do you think, Darren? Yeah, I think I think it's you know obviously you don't want to lose that friendship. So you, and you maybe analyze like as you say where those feelings are. Is it actually you just really love this person and you love the friendship and you love their time, or is it you know really sexual um and yeah you know obviously kind of i just think we've talked about this one long enough now haven't we well probably yeah is, it, is this, this is still the first one yeah it's the first yeah. one yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's important isn't it yeah, yeah. i think i think young, it's an important issue i think it's an important issue but i think this can happen at any age, any age you know yeah. mm. so um but yeah maybe, maybe you're right i mean maybe Maybe you need a little bit of a break with your friend and maybe go out dating somebody else and um, then, you know, see some more of your friend later yeah. when maybe you've got over it a little bit. Well, they say the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Always been my motto. Always. <laughs> 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 right. This, this is the one which is related to something we were talking about earlier. Because is, is it from Pretty Patel? It's not from Pretty Patel. Is it about it, poppers? It doesn't have anything to... Well, it might have something to do with poppers, but they haven't mentioned it in uh, the email. But um, it does mention Windows. <laughs> so, dear old Queens and Darren, uh, I caught my neighbour masturbating across my building oh. <laughs> and I found it as horny as fuck. Yesterday, I approached my window while on the phone... Hopefully he wasn't doing a Zoom call, but (laughs) maybe he was. And I I caught my neighbour from across the building masturbating with the window completely open. I think he was putting on a show for someone (laughs) from my building. I'm 35 and in a long-term relationship, and it's been ages since I felt so horny that I had to go to the toilet and um, (laughs) relieve myself. Is this normal? (laughs) Well, this is funny because I know someone, and this is when they're talking, I'm talking about in deep depths of lockdown mm. is they were still on all the apps and they were trying to hook up, but they were doing a hookup in a very different way, which was they would tell the person their address and they would be 
leave the curtains open and they would just masturbate on their beds and the person, the hookup, would be on the other side of the window joining in the fun Face through the pane of glass. glass. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's socially distanced. Wank. Yeah. Socially distant sex. Yeah. Window sex. Do you, Window think, sex. Do you think this is a product of COVID times? Yeah. I um, think it, and it needs to be encouraged. <laughs> I mean, it's quite def- frankly, it's definitely socially distanced, right? If you're just kind of. Yeah, and you've got a screen. And you've got a screen between yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. One of the enjoyments I've been having during lockdown is not looking at other people's windows. Um, I've been watching, re-watching uh, Tales of the City. Mm. And in the second season of that, I think one of the storylines is that uh, Brian, who lives up on the roof, has uh, got his binoculars out and he's masturbating with someone who's in a building across the way. Right. Yeah. So but is the punchline punch to that story that the guy from a, in the building across the way is actually masturbating with somebody else? No, <laughs> no. But it's, it's kind of obvious. I think it doesn't. They don't realise. Obviously, everyone else can see. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I thought it was going to be like that thing that you're waving at someone and then you. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> which is mortifying. Somebody else. Someone else. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, but I think uh, that's that's perfectly fine. And I think even if you're in a long-term relationship, you can get turned on by anything else because it doesn't all have to be about your partner. But yeah, I'm sure you did find that as horny as fuck. <laughs> Especially if they were very yeah. attractive. Honestly, what, it's what not we really did... a problem, is it? I don't, no. I, 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 I don't a, think so. I feel like that's a statement. Yeah. And we uh, need to encourage it. Uh, I think, well, what was, the, what was the thing at the end? Um, is it normal? Is it, it is this normal? Yes, I think it's normal. It's normal. It's normal to get horny. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what isn't normal? You know, I think it's fine. Yeah. Is it normal? Well, like what? the answer is yes. Yes to everything. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 And yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got a couple more questions before we depart. So, dear old queens. And Darren. And Darren. <laughs> how old, lump, how how old are you, Darren? Oh, there? you can, can't ask a lady her age. Uh, well, um, I think you, you're very youthful looking. Thanks. We'll just leave it at that. Okay, <laughs> we're, no, we're not even going to go there. Okay, um, this is our 30th episode, so maybe he's 30? Yeah, oh, that's about right, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Um, so, <laughs> dear old queens and Darren, <laughs> I found a sort of silly but effective dating rule. If I meet a man who won't eat leftovers, I won't date him. (laughs) Every single high-maintenance boyfriend I've ever had over the years has refused to eat leftovers at other meals. This tells me that they're either making a ton of money and can afford to eat out all the time, or they don't know how to save money and tend to believe that money grows on trees. And they also probably don't know how to cook or generally take care of themselves. Do you have any simple effective litmus tests that help you weed out potential partners? Well, I, I, I'm trying to think of one, but I would, conc- like, I love that one. And actually, there's huge environmental um, issues around that as well. So, Well, eating leftovers. Yeah. I don't throw the food away. I think it, it shows that you're... You're ecologically sound. I don't have, I don't have an issue with eating. 
I think I do have an issue with eating leftovers. I do. But you You're need undated, to. Well, you, what you need woman. to do. Well, this is why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's. You haven't got the memo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can cook a big meal and have it over a few, a few days, which is what I was doing during lockdown. But I don't necessarily. I think if I if I if I cook something, then I'll I'll eat it. Do you know what I mean? I don't think there are leftovers. That's just because you're greedy. It's because because I'm greedy. It's oh. because I. But also, I'm do you not... know what a Gordon Bennett is? No. So Gordon Bennett is when you've got yesterday's leftovers and you do something with it, add something like a panier. Yeah, it becomes a different meal. And if you do a Sarah Bennett, it's like a Gordon Bennett, but it's come out better than the original meal. <laughs> What's a Sarah Jessica Parker? It's a brand of perfume. Okay. <laughs> well, you would know that. Um, when, you, when you recook your leftovers in fag ash and alcohol. <laughs> well, that's exactly how I, mean, I if could. You just get, if you just had cabbage and, and some mashed potato from a roast, um, just squeak. fry it up and, and have it with, a, with an egg. It's the most delicious food that you is known to man. I don't have an issue with that. What I don't like is eating off other people's plates. Well, that's not what we're talking about. No, I know, but that's what. Oh, I, but that's I, your tip. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> top tip. Yeah. I don't like don't eat, eat off my plate. Well, I don't, I don't mind chips. it if people eat off my plate, or if I've if I've not eaten something and they want to eat it in terms of eating leftovers. But I don't want to eat somebody else's leftovers. But that's what. So the question is about like, do you have any tips about like how to mark? Someone that you wouldn't go out. I with. know, but I just want to get this leftover thing clear because I also don't like eating cold pizza the next day. Oh, I love that. This is why I'm single, isn't I, it? I have, to, I have to heat the pizza up. No, I like it cold. No. The cheese tastes nicer to me. I, I mean, Freddie will quite happily eat cold pizza, but I have to heat it up. I'm terminally single because of my eating habits, aren't I? Anyway, yeah, we are. Um, we know the secret <laughs> of what's going on. Uh, I, I think I need to get over myself with the with the food. Um, so, uh, what are your litmus tests for dating? I mean, you are happily in a relationship, Darren. So yeah. you've obviously got it sorted, yeah. right? So, what was your litmus test Ooh, with? What was it? I think just someone who likes to have fun. Yeah, I, I and if I, if they kind of like, so maybe it's like if I make a suggestion of. of maybe a date or doing something that's a little bit silly and they kind of turn their nose up and be like, wouldn't be, I would, no, don't want to do that. Then I kind of know that it's not going to work out. Yeah. I guess it's more about matching personalities. And, yeah. You know. I mean, the whole eating thing. I mean, I don't think I would even go there with that as my lipless. lipless well, actually the eating thing is actually really important. Is it? Cause you're doing it at least three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the eating. I was going to say, um, <laughs> if they used a, a plate or even worse, um, a teacup as an ashtray, I would find that quite, I would use that as a litmus test. And that if they'd done that, you would date them or you wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> they would be welcomed in with open arms. <laughs> I'm, uh, I mean, yeah, that's my litmus test because it's like i don't want someone who's too uptight about shit so you'd like to use the plate as an ashtray well not i mean i'm not even i, I mean i'd rather not use a plate as an a- ashtray but i don't 
like if I went to someone's flat and I felt like I'd made it untidy just by walking in there, I know this isn't going to work. But my flat's not like that. No, that's I know. I didn't say it was. <laughs> I, I'm affronted. <laughs> no, but you, I wouldn't. I would. I just find that a bit. I don't. I don't like um, dogs using the lavatory. Um, no. Uh, the bed your cereal bowl for a, 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 a I mean I have done that when I've been you know when your friend comes around with a dog and says oh can I can they have a glass of water a cup of water for the dog and you go well here's my music bowl that I use every morning <laughs> I don't really like that no and that would be irresponsible owner because they should always have some water in a bowl with yeah. them you can get those collapsible bowls now exactly you know and in the gay world I mean if I had a dog I'd have all of those accessories I, th- I thought you already did. <laughs> I do, but I don't have a dog. <laughs> I've got a puppy. Um, anyway. Um, and um, I don't like, I, I like to sit up to a table while eating dinner. Oh, where I can eat anywhere. See, this, this is why we're not dating, Tommy. You know, I think you're a bit too uptight for me. I can't believe I'm not uptight. Yeah. I mean, I do occasionally sit and watch the telly and eat, but... Mostly I like to listen to Radio 4 and eat my meal. Yeah, Radio 4 is a no-no for me. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> um, so the final Queen's Pride Queens of Agony. I'm Did- actually really drunk now, but I'm going to c- carry on drinking. <laughs> okay, yeah, have some more wine. So, dear old Queens and Darren, what quality do you find attractive in a man that isn't mentioned so this is kind of on a similar theme to the last one mine is punctuality (laughs) do you know what we said while we were waiting for you (laughs) i said is darren the kind of person that's let that's late and 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 bernie said he didn't know and i said that i thought you were a bit late because once we had a meeting and you were late (laughs) <laughs> but I didn't have much to go on because it, it was our only meeting. Uh, and then you said you were going to write an autobiography called Waiting for Darren, Darren Carter. Carter. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably get a lot of stories. Like, because I'm always so, like, well, you know, in, in the days before lockdown, with, with Pride and stuff, doing Pride for 10 years, like, I'm always flitting around. I, you know, I've always been juggling Pride as a volunteer and having a day job. So I'm always like, I'm actually always now in in this world I'm always late for the zoom call and what I do is I've got into this habit of being in attendance and say I'm not putting my camera on because I've just come out of the shower and I'm naked but I'm listening and I'm drying myself off and I'll be ready (laughs) in a short while you actually share that with the room well, me- usually it's just work, you know. Is that a meeting with your bank manager? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Zoom calls with my bank manager. <laughs> Maybe you I should. I don't even know who my bank... I don't have a bank manager. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I finish the question? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you insist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Gosh. Shall I recap? You can hear Because I've kind of on. forgotten what it was anyway. So what quality do you find attractive in a man that isn't often mentioned, like on apps or whatever, or in a Sex and City episode? Um, like mine is punctuality. Mm. Uh, I find it attractive when a guy is on time for a date or to meet up. 
early is good to like. <laughs> what non-mentioned qualities do you like in a man? I have to be careful what I say, right? Because Freddie's going to listen to this. So, well, I mean, Willie, Willie, just cover his ears. I'll, I'll stop him. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'll break the internet when he tries to listen. Mm. You, um, could, you could edit a version that was Freddie say. Right. I'll do a Freddie friendly yeah. version. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Get you to text him the link. Yeah. Specifically. <laughs> this is your special link, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> to the pride. <laughs> and, then everyone, and everyone's texting going, did you hear what Darren said about you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, before Freddie. Okay, yeah. Let's before go Freddie. Yeah, let, exactly. BF. I'm not Let's go Freddie. before BF. 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 Yeah. There isn't many, actually, but... Um, no, I think I think it's like a weird thing that I quite like about people. It's it's definitely hair. Mm. Like, but I think obviously maybe that's not that unusual. But I love like the the most attractive thing about a man for me is their hair. So okay. have, I'm attracted to hair first, good hair afterwards. But what if I they're like bald? Oh, well then they've got no hair, so I won't be attracted to them. Okay, I quite like a bald man. Mm. Anyway, carry on. No, um, I like a project. <laughs> you, 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 what are you talking about? A fixer upper? <laughs> yeah. oh, you want a fixer upper? Like, men under the hammer, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I love a project. So, you know, it's kind of like you see a guy and you're thinking, like, oh, if only, you know, what if they just changed their style a little bit or if I must get rid of that horrible beard they've got? Um, look at you, Hello. Um, <laughs> you. Or um, do you feel yeah. violated? <laughs> Not at all. I love my beard. Not yet. Um, <laughs> and and hair, you know, like if they're like, oh, if I could just, what if they, what if they change their parting or cut mm. their hair shorter or dyed it, you know? Okay. Yeah. So hair is a, so presentability. Yeah. But you were looking for someone who's not that presentable, so you can fix it. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I think I might be resistant to being fixed. Uh, you wouldn't happened, know about it, Bernie. That's happened happen. to me before. Oh, you, oh, you reckon? This is a, like subliminally fixing me. Okay. What about you, Tommy? Like an unknown, it's like an unknown quality which people don't usually mention, but that you find attractive in someone. I mean, I do love a sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, that's on a lot of dating profiles. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of... Well, yeah, but not, not but, on that but many... The, but the issue, I think, is if you would say on a dating profile that you had a sense of humour, yeah, then probably, it, probably it, you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't have a sense of humour. Yeah, it's like when people say on their profiles, I'm a really nice guy. It's like, I question, why are you saying that? Yeah. Why won't I find that out? Why do you have to tell me that? It means you're not really a nice guy, right? Yeah. Um, like, oh, I'm really genuine. It's like, well... You felt the need to say that. You're not. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? What does that mean? I don't understand. Maybe Sense of humour is not forager. something. I would like to meet that. What a forager! You forager. know a few foragers. Not yeah, it's true actually. Mm. Um, but I don't fancy any of them. Um, but I would like to meet someone that was a forager, and I find that quality quite attractive. Oh, see, that is unusual. But actually, I must say, obviously during lockdown, loads of People have been yeah. trying to, you know, gather the fruits of the earth a bit more. Mm. I do like a sense of humour, and that you, that is distinctly lacking on some of the apps. Mm. I have to say, uh, sense of humour is very attractive. I really, fi- I find it funny when they say, you know, because often people say, 
I don't like this, I don't like that. Mm. And then some of them say, what I don't like is people that say, I don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Aye, there's the rub. I, oh, what qualities in a man do I find attractive? I like it if someone can laugh at themselves. Go on then. <laughs> uh, like self-deprecation, I quite, yes. I kind yeah, of yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't want someone yeah. to be too full of themselves. I want them, I want them to be confident enough, but also realize their mistakes. I mean, the whole, you know, eating leftovers thing is a bit. I'm still hung up on that. I think I just there's more I need to know about that conversation because is it leftovers as in scrapings left over from yeah plate, or was it as you you know said about meal prepping and would you class that as a leftover if you had it another day i don't think you would do i think there's a whole podcast in that yeah i, w- I wouldn't eat in front of someone on a first date i couldn't do it like uh, the whole like you know when you're dating someone you don't want to see them eating it's not the most attractive thing is it? i don't like eat- oh, i i don't like eating on zoom yeah. like because i'm mean, obviously in covid times but a lot of there's a lot of zoom things going on even with friends mm. and a lot of my friends would will eat in front of me on zoom and i just hate that it's just like i don't i couldn't no, do I it myself i've had a few where i've had to kind of <laughs> but, uh, but i'm a cheerleader kind of uh, zoom yeah. that we were on and uh, you know i because of timing i was just like i'm having a pizza yeah. and i had to eat it whilst on the zoom and i was like kind of leaning off every time to kind of well i was eat a bite. off to have a cigarette <laughs> but it doesn't really work because they can see all this smoke around and i'm like <laughs> i mean i think so- smoking is acceptable on zoom I yeah but I, I what is wrong with me i've got a hung up, hang up about eating haven't i mm. it's the whole leftover thing and i don't like to see people eat on zoom or i don't it's not, I don't really care if people eat on Zoom. I just don't want me to be eating on Zoom, which is a bit like your thing on a first date. You don't want to see someone, you don't want you to be seen eating. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, there we are. So the quality that you're looking, unusual quality that you look for in a man is not, not eating on Zoom. Not eating on Zoom and being self-deprecating. I don't like a big farter. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of a big farter either. No, I mean, I, I'm a big farter myself. If you're giving I them do. cabbage and egg of, all the time, true, they're going to be. Yeah. yeah, if you're having pan yam, <laughs> they're going to be guffing all the time, aren't they? Yeah, it's true. Uh, but uh, that's not, I'm not currently doing that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not this month. Have we come to the end of the episode? I, I think we might have. What are we going to do after this, Tommy? After party? After party. Darren, have you got suggestions for an after party? Well, funny you should <laughs> ask that. What we could do is go away now and listen to some of the amazing videos and uh, playlists we've been given by the Pride After Party DJs who are DJing on Saturday the 12th of September in the evening. Amazing. Um, we've got six hours of DJ sets um, from Horsemeat Disco. Oh, uh, I love special, a bit of horsemeat disco. Very special set for us. Um, Athena, which is all about the 80s. Oh, and um, love a bit of 80s too. They did my King's Cross remix show. They oh, did. Oh. We were dancing yeah. till the early hours yeah. after that. Um, Kiki, Lin- Linda, LG Valicious is doing a DJ set for us. Girl Crush, uh, Bitch Please. Of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really, really amazing. Great. And so we can go and listen to that now. Does that happen on Zoom? That is going to happen on our Twitch channel. 
Twitch. I don't, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is either. What is Twitch, it, Darren? It, it's just literally another streaming site, but it's really great for DJs because obviously if you're a DJ, you might play music that could be copyrighted um, and some other, other stations might take it down. Right. Can Wait. we sing? It's just a little twitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm twitching already. Doesn't really matter if you itch. Yeah. Is it on? Do you watch it on your laptop or your phone? You could no. You can have it. Well, you either laptop, phone. You could cast it to television. Plug your TV. You could plug your laptop into your television or oh. stream it to your. Yeah, I'm currently TV. using Bernie's mother's TV. Oh. <laughs> She's she won't miss it. She doesn't mind. <laughs> she doesn't mind. She's happy it's found a good home. Yeah. <laughs> well, it uh, all sounds amazing. Um, there's lots of stuff for us to get our teeth into uh, with Bristol Online Pride. I hope you will. We'll obviously put some links in our bio so you can enjoy it. But for now, our third season. We'll be starting in a couple of weeks' time, but this is a little taster for it. And for now, we're going to say goodbye. So, Darren, would you say goodbye to our lovely audience? Mm, goodbye to our lovely audience. <laughs> and happy Pride. <laughs> Bless you. Um, Tommy. Say goodbye, Tommy. Well, thanks, Darren. And it's lovely to be back in the same room as you, Bernie. Mm. Well, we have been in the same room a few times. I know, but, but doing some work. Yeah, <laughs> doing the fesh. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and drinking wine. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Tommy. And thank you, Darren, so much for letting us be a part of Pride and being our guest. And we will see you next time on What That Old Queen. You have been listening to What That Old Queen, written and presented by Tom Marshman and Bernie Hodges. The show was produced by Bernie Hodges for Hodge Podcasting in the year 2020. If you have a Queens of Agony question, or you'd like to be a guest, or if you'd like to sponsor one of our shows, you can email hello at thatoldqueen.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.